everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's apathetic 1-0 victory over FC Köln. If you just spent the last two hours watching that, you're probably regretting your life choices. Uh, Bayern came out lacking energy, lacking inspiration, maybe lacking motivation. I, I don't know, but it was a very lackluster effort. They seem very content to get out of Cologne with a 1-0 victory, and that's what they did. And I know what we'll hear and what we'll probably say at some point on this podcast is that three points is three points. That's the mission. That's what they needed to do. But this was a boring, boring game. Uh, I'm actually maybe a little bit more fired up after this match than I have been after some losses. Uh, this, to me, was an abysmal game. It was poorly coached, in my opinion. I don't think Tuchel really pushed any of the right buttons. Uh, they were lucky to escape with a 1-0 victory at any point, given the way Bayern Munich was playing. They could have given up a goal goal to Cologne. And, and to be honest, you know, it, it wouldn't have shocked me at the end there if the Billy Goats would have popped one in because they were playing with a little bit of energy, a little bit of urgency. They needed to win given their their status in the league. I mean, they are hanging on for dear life. They want to avoid relegation. They played with some heart and some fire, but Byron just relied on its natural talent, its natural ability to just be better and to be one goal better. Unfortunately, efforts like this won't get the job done against better teams in the Champions League or even in the Bundesliga later this season. So let's get to it. I'm not going to sit here rant and rave too much about it. I obviously am a little bit unhappy with what I saw. I just didn't like the energy level or the effort or the coaching decisions. So let's, as we always do, when I run the post game show, start out by looking at the starting lineup and Tuchel went a little bit outside the box compared to what I think many people were expecting. Uh, in between the sticks, he used Manuel Neuer. Neuer, I thought, had a very solid game. The back line was center back pairing of Kim Min Jae and Daya Upamakano with Nusar rally at left back and Conrad Leimer at right back. The back line was rarely tested, so they handled things pretty well. Uh, there were a couple of miscues in there from his rally, but I mean, it's a little bit of a uncomfortable thing for him playing on the left side this season because he has been mostly the right back and sometimes that change in vantage points even though Mizrahi has experience playing on the left side it could be a little bit difficult so I'm not going to slam him too hard for that overall the back line did what it needed to do it kept a clean sheet in front of Manuel Neuer so good for them the midfield duo of Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich was solid again there was not a lot of tests going on in the midfield Kimmich and Gretzka, I thought, handled the pressure well when it was there. They were good passing, uh, good vision. They got involved in the play when necessary. Again, solid effort. Nothing over the top, nothing spectacular, but solid. The attack is where I have my major problems with this team right now. Uh, Tuchel used Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman as wings. Obviously, Harry Kane was the striker. And the surprise starter was Eric Maxim Chupomoting. Now, I think a lot of people thought that we would see Thomas Muller in this match. We did not. And if you didn't expect to see Thomas Muller, you probably thought you would see Serge Gnabry, which would slide Sané into that attacking midfield role. Nope. So no Muller, no Gnabry, no Tell, no Matisse Tell. And of course, I should mention that Alfonso Davies got the day off because he was battling some muscular issues. So 
this was a lineup that I think had some surprises. I mean, I, I was not aware of Davies battling anything significant enough to potentially hold him out of a game. I fully expected to see Thomas Muller or Serge Gnabry in the starting lineup and not Eric Maxim Chupomoting. And I'll say this, uh, it was ugly offensively. I think we, we saw Bayern Munich fall into the trap of too many cooks in the attacking kitchen looking to do their own thing. Uh, when you have Harry Kane, I firmly believe you need to be setting him up. And I don't believe that Bayern Munich and the team around Harry Kane was really all that concerned with getting Kane the ball in advantageous situations. On the match, Kane had 28 touches, which is not terrible for a striker. But when I see that Eric Maxim Chupamoting, who is by default really playing as a second striker and not really playing as an attacking midfielder at all, when he has 46 touches... I'm a little bit concerned because I would want those roles reversed. I would want Kane on the ball a little bit more. And, and I don't want to absolve Kane of all blame in how this attack functioned today because I believe that he could be a little bit more active. I still think he's getting a little bit frustrated at times with the way that this attack operates. Uh, a lot of times it, it's just a lot of me ball, if you know what I mean. And I think Sané had some poor decisions today. I didn't really love his game. Coman did some good things, but he's really struggling with his, I would say, ability to put his teammates in good positions in the box when he makes passes. They're just either passes aren't great or just a little bit off, or he's just not seeing what's there. Either way, of the attacking group, I would say Coman was probably the the most effective of the lot, but I still don't think it was a great game for him either way. Let's take a look at how this all played out uh, with only one goal and no subs from Bayern Munich. There's not a lot to talk about from that end, but in the 20th minute, we did see a really nice sequence that led to Bayern's only goal, which saw Conrad Leimer intercept a pass. He was able to make a connection up to Kingsley Coman, who fed Leroy Sané, who just gave Eric Maxim Chupo moting a terrific pass. Chupo did the best he could with it, probably should have finished it, but it was cleared away by a FC Cologne defender, and it went right to Harry Kane, who was able to deposit the ball in the back of the net. And that was it. That was the only goal of the match. So in, in a way, it was a little bit lucky because if that Cologne defender gets a little bit better piece of the ball, maybe he can get it over Kane's head in this match and 0-0. Zero, zero because there was zero urgency from Bayern Munich to actually do anything productive offensively. I was very disappointed in what they did out there. I was disappointed in how they played. I was extremely disappointed that despite the fact they were struggling and scuffling and really couldn't get much going, and granted, they weren't being challenged, but I was disappointed that Tuchel didn't make any changes. And this is where I have a problem with Tuchel, because I'm – Listen, I'm going to analyze this from the outside, looking in. I think he was sending a message to some people, namely Thomas Muller. Now, we have seen a lot of rumors lately with Thomas Muller, some that he is interested in, uh, potentially interested in a move to Manchester United, some that he's unhappy in his role, others that he'll definitely re-sign, others that he won't. But one of the key things that I saw this week about Mueller is that aside of him being unhappy in his role, and there was a slew of stories that came out this week. So right away, knowing how touchy Tuchel is, I believe something like this would kind of push his buttons a little bit. And if you've heard me talk about Thomas Mueller and his relationship with the media before, 
you would know that I think Mueller is planting all of this stuff because this is what he does. I, I firmly believe he's <laughs> he's been the uh, the build mole, as they say, and I have no proof of that. This is my own crackpot theory. But what I will tell you with Mueller is he's he's savvy. He knows what he's doing. And if he wants to get his point across, he knows how to use the media, much like some other veterans would do. So with Mueller, when these started to drop, it automatically made me think that he's very unhappy in his role, that he's not happy with Tuchel. And he's going to start dropping these things. And the most recent rumors that we saw regarding Mueller were that he doesn't want to take a pay cut. He'll accept his lesser role and he won't make a fuss, but he doesn't want to take a pay cut. Meanwhile, we all know that Bayern Munich is not going to want to continue to pay someone 20 million euro per season to sit on the bench. And where Tuchel fits into all this is it looks like he has no intention of playing Mueller. If you were going to play Mueller, you needed to play him today. Like how much more time is he going to get with Jamal Musiala coming back, because if you believe like I do that Musiala is going to basically play every minute of every game once he's cleared, th- that means there is no Mueller time, right? There's nothing there for him. So if you didn't play him today, it tells me if you're Tuchel, you're sending the message that I can do this without you. I don't need you. And I don't care how much money you make. That's how I read it. Maybe I'm all wrong. And as our guy, Tom Adams was trying to look at this from a different angle and he was Talking about the rest factor and Mueller played for Germany. I mean, you could really argue how, you know, how much wear and tear he racked on in in those two games. I mean, it's not like he played a whole hell of a lot. It's not like he took a physical beating in those matches for Germany. But, you know, Chupo might have been a little fresher. Chupo was a bigger presence. And Tuchel even said that, you know, one of the reasons he played Chupo was that he wanted to Use a bigger body for clearances on corners and whatnot. So whatever, fine. I guess if you believe that rationale, it is what it is. But Serge Gnabry didn't play either. You know, I would have thought that Gnabry, you know, given that he's on his way back from an injury, this would have been at least a time to get him some minutes, even if you didn't start him, just to get him in as a sub. So I didn't understand what Tuchel was doing. But I'll tell you this. I firmly believe he was sending everybody he didn't use a message. And this is what Tuchel does. These are the types of tactics he uses. It's almost mental warfare with some of the players. And this doesn't typically end well at Bayern Munich for coaches who do this kind of thing. So I'll be very interested to see how it plays out. But I I just, I did not like the way Tuchel coached this match. I don't like he the way he had the players prepared. I don't like how he used them. You know, they score a goal in the 20th minute and then we zip through the rest of the game and literally nothing major happens. It was very disappointing. Now, you could look at Leroy Sané. He scuffed a chance. Eric Maxim Chupomoting could have probably had two goals. It, it was not a banner effort from anyone. And it's it even makes me hesitant to praise anyone too much in this match because I thought it was just lackluster. I thought it was apathetic and I didn't... I didn't enjoy watching it. And when you're watching a Bayern Munich match, typically you know you're going to see an exciting brand of play. You're going to see talent and skill on display. You're going to see Harry Kane doing what he does, which is score copious amounts of goals. We saw none of that today. We saw a dead, dormant effort, and I was very disappointed. Uh, To me, when you tune in, you should be guaranteed excitement at a minimum when you're watching Bayern Munich. We did not get that today. So for me, very disappointing effort. A couple of the other odd takeaways from this one is that, listen, Cole is a bad team. They have a real lack of talent. 
And, and I don't think that's disputable. But what I can say about their team is they played disciplined. They played hard. They played tough. They played with energy. They were motivated. And this is coming from one of the teams at the bottom of the table. And it's a shame that their coach, Stefan Baumgart, is probably going to find his neck on the chopping block soon enough. Because when you're struggling like this and you're getting zero results, I mean, it's just natural to say, like, this is going to go poorly for Baumgart as much as I think many people like him and how I think he connects to these players and 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 how he's been able to work with them. I mean, right now, this is a team that's in the last place of the Bundesliga. They have six points after 12 match days, and they're going to have to hope like hell that Bochum, Heidenheim, Darmstadt, Mainz, Union Berlin, Werder Bremen, that they're all going to hit the skids equally as much as they are right now. It is very, it's going to be very difficult. And, and I feel like Stefan Baumgart, who, by the way, wore a polo shirt and his trademark Kangol hat, but it was cold, looked like it was really cold and it was raining, but he he opted to go, you know, no long sleeves, which to me is always a boss move. Like I would have been really impressed if he went into halftime took some scissors to that polo, cut it off. So he went sons out guns out for the second half. Now, if he would have done that, I think his boys probably would have rallied for a goal, but he just didn't make that extra step. But either way, I think it's unfortunate that Baumgart is not going to probably get the chance he deserves to see this thing through. I think Cone's getting a little bit shaky. And when teams get this nervous, clubs get this nervous about their standing, they tend to make reactive decisions and and i know the numbers aren't good for Baumgart. i mean this is a team with one win three draws and eight losses right now they've only scored nine goals in 12 games but i think that's far more attributable to the talent or the lack of talent on the team rather than the coaching so when the inevitable happens and it probably will i'll be a little bit sad for Baumgart because i think he really did a good job with this club uh, and I think he re-energized them at a time where they really needed it. And I think if he goes somewhere else, he'll have a really positive impact. Uh, he's just that kind of personality. And I think players rally around someone like that. <sighs> so to, to really cap this off, I mean, we have to look at where this is all headed for Bayern Munich, right? I mean, this is a team that, you know, they're going to finish off the Rook Runda, I mean, the Hinrunda here before they head into the Rook Runda. And they are going to have some matches that are not all that challenging let's be honest and it makes me wonder if they intend to sleepwalk right into the winter pause there so we know that they'll have copenhagen in the champions league on november 29th union berlin on saturday december 2nd eintracht frankfurt on december 9th Manchester United, that's the big one, December 12th. I'm sure everyone will be amped up for that. That's when we'll actually, I think, get to see a revved up Bayern Munich. I think they could be sleepwalking until then. Then you have the natural letdown game against VfB Stuttgart on December 17th. I think we can all predict that if Bayern has a big win against United, that could be a very dangerous matchup. I don't even think Stuttgart is as good as they their record has been so far. I just think it's a dangerous spot for Bayern Munich, given the fact that they've played like they have of late, especially today, and that they would be coming off a very emotional match against Manchester United. December 20th, Wolfsburg, that will close out the Hinrunde. And honestly, uh, that's, again, a game, even though it's on the road, a game that Bayern should win, but it could be troublesome if Bayern does not 
get a pulse at some point soon. So one nil victory for Bayern Munich over FC Köln. If you didn't catch it, and I would, it's so rare that I would say this, don't even waste your time watching it on demand. It was, it was not good. And it pains me to say that because I live for watching games and I want that excitement and I want just the, the tension that comes with watching a game. This was as boring a game as I've seen in a long time. So Thomas Tuchel, uh, I don't know what's going on there, pal, but you need to get some things sorted out. Think you need to remind your attackers that they need to attack. Maybe you need to use some different attackers. Because either way, what you did in this one, whatever point you were trying to prove, I think it falls on deaf ears. You needed to make some subs. You could have rested, guys. You didn't need to do what you did. And I think it's very naive to think that this was just Tuchel doing what he thought he had to do to win. I think he was making points. And uh, I don't know how effective that will be with a veteran locker room like Bayern Munich. It's definitely something that I think is has the potential of being troublesome down the road. So I want your thoughts on that. Tell me, am I overreacting to this? Am I thinking, am I looking too much into it? Is Tuchel just doing what he thinks he needs to do? Or was he sending a message today? So drop me some, some comments either on social media or in the comments on this post. Tell me I'm nuts. It's fine. I'll, I'll take that anytime. As long as we're talking, it's all good to go. As always, you can get me at the barrel blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Siler at CYL3R. And as always, get all of our great writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We're going to have all of our great post-game pieces, our observations, our match awards, all the reactions that are going on. Anyone speaking from Bayern or FC Cone will have their reactions. We get them all written up. So follow everything. You don't even have to watch the game. Like I said, don't even bother. Just read what we're doing. Listen to this podcast. You're going to get all you need to know anyway. So enjoy your night. Have a couple of beers on me. And we will see you next time. <laughs>